It's my joy to uh, share God's word with you today. And may I add a happy Father's Day to uh, the uh, fathers out there today or, or father figures in the crowd. Uh, I'm not sure what comes to mind when you think of fathers. Maybe one of uh, these uh, three people uh, behind us uh, should come up, hopefully. Uh, let's see. There they are. Yeah, one of, one of those, those uh, three images may come to mind, or maybe a mixture of two or three of them even uh, come to mind. I don't know what your relationship was like with your dad. I'm so pleased, actually, that in the wor- some of the words that came out, that was, that was emphasized because um, that does affect us. Whether you had the joy of a good one, as many uh, people do, the heartache of an absent one, which sadly increasingly many people do as well. The, uh, the sadness of a not particularly nice dad who's around, a bit vindictive, or the pain of one who is no longer uh, alive and no longer with us. But in an age that seems to uh, minimize the role of a father, and uh, whilst I'm not trying to make anyone uh, feel bad if dad is, is not there, it is important for us to recognize the role of a dad or a father-type figure in the life of a child. Studies show how key it is. If you have a, a positive uh, male role model in the family setting, uh, then uh, a person's life is less likely to experience um, emotional or behavioural issues. Less likely, they're less likely, the child is less likely to engage in criminal activity or suffer image issues about themselves or have addiction issues. That's just a few things that if having a dad or a father-type figure around will uh, a positive issue, a positive effect that will have on the life of a child. And it's important to, to realise this, that, um, that, that, you know, sadly, obviously, an abusive or absent uh, uh, father um, will have on a child. And yes, there are coping methods, and there are coping methods that, that people uh, will develop to overcome this. But it is a coping method. It is something that is there that shouldn't need to be there. It's not exactly uh, how God designed fatherhood to be. You see, for ultimately, fathers have the wonderful privilege of reflecting something of the, their heavenly father to that child. It's, it's a great privilege, and it's also an awesome responsibility for a dad to have, to have. And God wants you to know, whoever you are today, God wants you to know that he wants you to approach him. As has come out through the words this morning, he wants you to approach him as father. He is the perfect father. He loves you completely. He will never let you down. He's always there for you. His love for you is sacrificial. It costs him. He's willing to take a cost to to love you and to give to you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He loves you enough to discipline you when you're wrong and correct you and point you on the right path. He loves you enough to forgive you when you've made mistakes and restore you each day to him. 
And you can see, again, which is wonderful, this came out in the word that um, I think it was Grant uh, brought, you can see God's love for you, his great love for you perfectly in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus could say to Philip, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Indeed, in the Gospel of John, it actually starts by highlighting how Jesus reveals the Father God to us. It says in John 1, verse 18, no one has ever seen God, but the only God, or some manuscripts say the only Son, who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. You want to know what God's like? You look at Jesus. He reveals the Father God to us. And through Jesus, you can know God as Father. In fact, that is why Christ came, so that we could have access to God as our Heavenly Father. You see, our sins is what separate us from God. The things that we've done that are wrong, uh, that uh, hurt God by ignoring Him, cursing Him, uh, hurting other people, damaging the, His creation around us. These things separate us from God. And if you're here today and you haven't given your life to Jesus, that's the place you're in. That's why you actually don't know God, because you've never uh, come to him through Jesus. You've never surrendered your life to him through uh, Christ. And therefore, you are actually separated from God at the moment. And he is, God is our judge, as well as being a father. He's the judge of all the earth. And he will judge us, each one of us, perfectly, because he knows us right the way down to the thoughts in your heart and my heart. He knows our motives. He knows our thoughts. He knows everything about us, hence why we are all guilty before God. Because even if you were to do an honest examination of your own heart, you know that you don't live up to your own standards, let alone God's standards. But then in love, because he loved you, he sent Jesus to earth, who lived that perfect life, never doing anything wrong or thinking anything wrong or saying anything wrong. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? But that's what, what Jesus did. And then he willingly chose to go to the cross to die, not for anything that he had done, but for all the things that you and I had done wrong. So he took the punishment before God for that so that we who put our faith in Jesus could be free to know him, could be free to... Uh, 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 to have our sins put on him and receive his righteousness so we can then come into God's presence. We can receive his Holy Spirit within us and we can approach God as our Heavenly Father because we get adopted in his family. No longer is the Almighty just our creator and our judge as he is for the rest of mankind. He becomes our Heavenly Father and we, one of his children. Do you know in the Old Testament, so you're talking about, you know, so in my Bible, you're talking about uh, this much of the Bible, the majority of it. The, uh, in the Old Testament, God is only referred to as Father 15 times. And then in my Bible, because there's a few uh, commentaries at the end, you're talking about this much of the Bible, you're, you're, you're talking this is the New Testament, so a much smaller part than, than, than that. God is referred to as Father 245 times. It's the main way that we 
as Christians, are encouraged to come to God, to approach God as our Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. That's great news, isn't it? That is great news. You should be, we should all be excited by that. And, we should, uh, and there's a sense we can sometimes take it for granted. But we can come to the living God, the Almighty, the one who made everything, as our Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. God wants you to know him personally. He wants you to have that personal relationship with you. Jesus could say, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and the Father will love him, and will come to him and make our home in him. God wants you to know him personally on the inside, to have that relationship with him. Sometimes as Christians, we can get distracted by other things. But that is the crux, if you like, of, of, of uh, our walk with God. It's having that personal relationship with Father God through Jesus Christ. As uh, John 17, verse 3, one of my favorite scripture verses. One of them, I've got a few, but this is, a, this, is a, this is one of them. It says, this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Eternal life is summed up not in doing something but it, or, believe, or holding to a certain creed or anything like that. It's summed up in a relationship, in knowing God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. Through Jesus, we can now approach God as your heavenly Father. Hallelujah. And he wants you to do that. You see, some of, some of you, my friends, is why I'm emphasizing it. And I, I am actually emphasizing it to us as, uh, as Christians, as much as I am to those of you that don't know God. Because some of you, I feel, have got a bit lost and forgotten the relational aspect that God wants you to have with him. It's not about doing this or doing that or trying to, you know, uh, uh, trying to earn favor here or, or, or anything like that. It's about knowing God. It's about having that intimate relationship with a father who loves you greatly. Do you know, the language of our prayer that we're taught to pray in the New Testament is the language of relationship. Coming to the one who loves you, who is concerned for you. You know, in so many religions around the world, it's about doing it, you know, to earn your salvation or because you ought to, because you have to, because it's the right thing and you should ought to and it is the right thing to do. But in the Bible, because of Jesus... It is about relationship. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. It's not about duty. It's not like an employee coming to a, a mean boss, someone like Ebenezer Scrooge, who, who just wants to get the most out of you for as little as possible. It's not about a civilian coming to a judge trying to seek righteousness, although some of our prayers may include elements of these. Nor do we come to God in fear, you know, sort of worried that we'll be rejected because we haven't done enough or earned enough, although technically we haven't, but in Christ, because of Christ, we have. We, Jesus has done all that we need. So through faith in him, our failures are covered by the cross, and we receive his righteousness so that we can boldly, we can boldly come into our Father's presence day by day and approach his throne 
of grace towards you and towards me. Our life, the Bible says, has been hid with Christ in God. And in Jesus, we receive that promised Holy Spirit who uh, Romans 8 verse 15 tells us that we did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Abba being the uh, Hebrew or Aramaic sort of personal uh, way of approaching God, saying, Daddy. It's like we would say, Daddy, in this language. It's lovely, isn't it, when you hear a little child with affection in their voice cry, Daddy. That's the way the Bible encourages us to approach our Father God as our Heavenly Father, Daddy. In fact, that's some of our friends in, in Africa would often start their prayers by Heavenly Daddy because they're trying to make it uh, uh, personal in that way. And that's how God wants you to relate to him personally. Galatians 4, verse 6 tells us, Because you are sons or, or daughters, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Our Heavenly Father, you see, wants you and he wants me to spend time with him, to know his love and his guidance in your life. He will never leave you. As I said, he will never forsake you or let you down. And prayer, whilst being something we are, is the right thing to do and we are, it's necessary, we, we must pray as Christians, it's supposed to be a wonderful life-giving time to you with your walk with God. And it's also an amazing privilege that you come into his presence. It's a little, a little bit like this. Let me give you an example. Like, like eating, you have to eat to live, yes? You all agree with that? Yeah, lots of nods around the room. But in truth, particularly in this country, none of us really eat like that, do we? <laughs> what I'm saying, Tom, <laughs> is, well, it's a bit like this. Let me give you, give you an example in, in our house. It may be true in our house, if I cook for you, that you are eating just to live, <laughs> and you'll eat just as much as you need to survive and, and stop yourself feeling hunger. Yet if Anna was to cook you a meal, like she does us most of the time, she's the main cook in our house, um, then actually by some magic power, probably called experience, but anyway, by some magic power, those same ingredients taste amazing. They're not just like, oh, oh thank you, Simon. It, it, they taste amazing. And meals are transformed into something that not only nourishes your body, but they're life-enriching times. They bring life to the family. Do you know, she even, now I think this may be a bit dodgy, which, you know, someone may need to speak to her about, but she even goes into the garden and she cuts things off plants in the garden. Now, I'm not sure if it's some sort of magic, but she says they're herbs, and she puts them into the meal, and they taste amazing. But, uh, and uh, the difference is, 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 uh, is quite extraordinary. Mine you force down to stay alive. Hers is life-enriching, as well as nourishing for your body. Now, I may be exaggerating just a little bit, maybe just a 
tiny bit about my incompetence in, in cooking. But you know the difference between meals that you eat that you just got to eat because you're hungry and meals that are actually taste wonderful and you enjoy it and you enjoy the time with the people that you're eating with. And my friends, prayer is the same. You have to pray as a Christian. But God doesn't want you just to approach him functionally with, oh Lord, I need this, oh Lord, no, the, bare, the bare minimums. The Bible tells us in Matthew 6, verse 8 to 33, that God knows your needs anyway. It doesn't mean we don't bring them to him. He wants you to bring them to him, but he knows them anyway. But prayer is more than that. It's so that you can relate to your heavenly Father, so that you can have a life enriching time with him so you can share your heart with him and receive his heart and his love for you so you can experience his love on your life you can experience his help you can experience his hand upon you he wants to guide and comfort you he wants you to know he's with you in the good times he wants to rejoice with you in the good times and he also wants you to know he's a very present help in the times of trouble that you face. He wants you to hear his heart. That's the wonderful privilege of prayer, my friends. It is a great privilege that you get to have with the living God as your heavenly Father. So let's all be people that pray to our Father in heaven, knowing that through Jesus, we can boldly approach God. Dad's in this room, let us remember the awesome privilege God has given to us to represent him to those who he has entrusted to us. It is a privilege, but it's an awesome responsibility as well that God will hold each one of us accountable for how we have represented him. So let's seek the Spirit's help for that. And let us regularly seek the Spirit's help to do all that he has called us to, and know the grace of God when we fail, because we all fail from time to time. For God wants us all to know him intimately as Abba Father. Amen? Hallelujah. Can I invite the worship team back up? Can I invite you to to stand uh, as well if you're in the room? If you don't know... Jesus this morning, if you've never surrendered your life to God and uh, you realize, I want to know God as Father, you realize, oh, I've done some things that I know are wrong, I want to receive that forgiveness, I want to receive that eternal life, then can I encourage you just to pray this prayer along with me now, just in your heart, God knows what you're thinking, he knows right the way down to the thoughts of your heart. Just pray this prayer of surrender. Heavenly Father, thank you that you loved me enough to send Jesus to die on the cross for me. Please forgive me of all the things that I've done, said, and thought that are wrong. And if the Spirit is just highlighting things in your heart now, just confess those things to him. And through the power of your Holy Spirit, please help me to live the rest of my life for you. Come and make your home in me. May I know your father, your fatherly love for me. I ask this 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that this morning, please come and see me afterwards. I'd love to give you one of these, which is a little book which will just help you on your Christian journey. If you're watching online and you prayed that, please contact the office. We'd love to help you in that. But for the rest of us, as we sing this, sprong, this, this, sprong, this song, put my teeth back in, uh, if, you're, if you're here and you want prayer for healing, please come forward uh, to the front here. Those of you who want to know more of the Father's love, this is an area that you, that you struggle with or you just know you've got a bit lost in, in stuff and you want to know afresh the Father's love for you, please come down and receive pr- prayers. No shame in that. It happens to us all from time to time. There's people who would love to pray with, with you this morning. And there's some people here that just need to know God's uh, love and comfort because you're struggling at the moment because of uh, your dad, not uh, 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 issues over your dad, or even the fact your dad's not there anymore, and you just want a fresh touch from God this morning. Can I encourage you, as we sing this song, just to come, as we begin to sing it, just come straight down for prayer. There'll be people here uh, uh, to pray with you, and uh, let's, let's respond to God in that way. But I'm just going to pray, and then I'll hand back to, to uh, Chris. Father God, Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you know each person in this room, Lord. And you love them more than anybody else. And Lord, I just pray, would you fill us afresh? Fill each person afresh with your love. May they know it, Lord God. We we sing about it. We know it's true because the Bible says so, Lord God. But Father, your word makes it clear. The Bible says that we should experience it as well. There's something of it, actually knowing it in our heart. And Holy Spirit, I pray, would you just fall upon each person now, Lord? Would you reveal something of your love for them? Not the person next to them, you love them too, but Lord, would they know your love personally? I pray each one of us would experience a fresh outpouring of your love upon us. Come, Lord. You're our Father. You love to give good gifts to your children. Well, we don't earn it. We don't deserve it. Lord God, you freely give it. And Lord, I just pray for each person here. Lord God, meet with them. Lord God, fill them afresh. May they know your love. May they know the Heavenly Father's arms wrapped around them this morning. Come, Lord. Come by your Spirit's power on each person. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.